Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of Fabulous and Female with Rifat Qureshi. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset and fertility coach and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a visibility coach, best-selling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoy this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fabulous and Female. Today I'm delighted to be here with the lovely Rifat Qureshi. Riff is the founder of Modest Trends London, which is a fashion business that provides ethical apparel and accessories for the next generation of Muslim women. In 2019, she won the award for New Business of the Year at the Welsh SME Awards and featured as the first Abaya and Hijab store in Oxford Street, London. The brand prides itself on ethical sourcing, community contribution and diversity. As well as having the fantastic fashion business, Rifat is also the lead for the Women's Entrepreneurship Programme, a role model for Big Ideas Wales and a business mentor for the Help to Grow Management Scheme. Rifat believes in empowering women by giving them more choice in every aspect of their lives. She is hugely passionate about entrepreneurship and works with women across the globe to inspire, educate and support them in their business startup journey. Previous to all that, Rifat was a business lecturer at Cardiff and Vale College for 10 years before moving to the Skills Development Service and then to the Enterprise team at Cardiff University. As well as all that amazing things that Rifat does, she does have some time to spend with her family, friends and her cats and eating good food and listening to audiobooks. So huge, huge welcome, Riff, to the podcast today. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Helen, thank you for inviting me. It's lovely to be here. Oh, you're welcome. It's amazing to have you here. So I just want to take it back a few steps and ask you, what what inspired you to, to do what you do now? Oh, there were a couple of reasons um, why I started. I think mainly it was that passion for wanting mm-hmm. to create my own thing. I always worked for others and, and that's great. I think there's great value you can take from working within organizations and working with others within a team education establishments and all the rest of it Mm. but there's nothing like creating your own thing I think when you're a creative individual you just need that outlet you need to create something and um I always you know was a follower of fashion I always used to watch the highlights of all the fashion shows yeah. I don't know if you remember you know the fashion shows that used to come to Birmingham and all that I used yeah. to used to go along to those so I yeah. knew it would be something in fashion and then mm. as my religious and spiritual values started to kick in more I started to look for clothing that represented you know what I wanted on the high yeah. street and there was there just wasn't anything there and so that's where it came from um the other reason was because I wanted to walk the walk and not just talk the talk so obviously teaching entrepreneurship is great I was teaching in Cardiff and Mayor College I was talking to people about startup I was telling students about you know all the processes and systems and how to start a business Mm. and yet 
it was a student that actually asked me, or oh, do you own your own business? And I was like, actually, I don't, you know. <laughs> so I was like, actually, I do need to walk the walk as well. Yeah, I, I can't that. just talk about it. And yeah. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I have got mm. entrepreneurship in my family, but I think I never had the courage to do it myself. I think I was just always mm. sort of on the peripherals. Um, and then the biggest reason is wanting more representation. You know, yeah, if I walk yeah. into a room, um, Yes, now we're beginning to see more women entrepreneurs, which is great. There is some progress. But do we see enough black Asian minority women in business? Possibly not, um, especially with funding and things like yeah. that. And I just thought, well, if I don't get out there and become more visible, these conversations are just never going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, so absolutely. maybe I would never be here, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just a couple of different reasons. But those were the driving reasons, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that, Rivette. But the fact that if you've said about, you know, you were teaching it, but you weren't doing it yourself. And that, that's a big thing for so many people is people, once you walk the walk, people can really resonate with you for it. And they can really mm-hmm. see that what you're teaching will actually I'll really take that on board because this person has her business. So I love the fact that you realized, oh, actually, yeah. I have not a business. <laughs> I think I better do this too. You know, you went from the teaching side to then into the business side. What would you say were your main challenges at that time? Oh, um, challenges wise, I would probably categorize and uh, sort of the hard barriers and then mm-hmm. sort of the softer hidden barriers. So the hard barriers are, you know, the financials, you know, you when you want to get started, especially when you want to get started in something like fashion, yeah. um, you do need inventory, you do need to have some stock and you do need to get started in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I still always, you know, wanted to be in a premises so I wanted people to be able to come to a store and so that was a bit of a barrier um the other side to that is that when and this is something which I'll be talking to um can I mention people here yeah yeah cool. Yeah, so um <laughs> Nat West about they're launching a report that's recently been done about um ethnic minority businesses and one of the reasons why maybe some ethnic minority businesses don't grow or can't grow is because they don't take finance in the same way that non-Muslims would take. And that's because Mm -hmm. of the interest and the financial implications. So it's um, forbidden to take interest um, on your loans Ah. and on your thing. So if you access finance, you've got to look for finance that's either interest-free or some other alternative. So those were some of the challenges and that, Mm. you know, obviously was the financial barrier, not so much just, yeah. and and other people, you know, after speaking to women, women across the world, they all have financial barriers of some sort or another. The learning curve, obviously, like, yes, you're taught uh, entrepreneurship, but the reality is, is entrepreneurship is very different than yeah. what it is in the textbook. Um, it doesn't go yeah. linear. <laughs> you <yeah>. know? <laughs> Oh, if only it was easy as a textbook, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. You know, and you just sort of like, well, I should know this. You know, I taught this. But, you know, nothing can prepare you for entrepreneurship. And Mm. I think... Real life, isn't it? 100%. You just literally jump as you know, what is that? Um, I heard somewhere that you sort of like jumping out of a plane and then learning to build your wings on the way down that's yeah. essentially what you're doing with entrepreneurship so you're just yeah. on a huge learning curve all the time and I love that you know but it did come with its barriers and then obviously the juggling you know your mum I'm, I'm a mum you're a mum you know we we know that the juggling is always there and um, the yeah. loneliness so those are some of the sort of like 
there's what we call the hard barriers. I think the soft or hidden barriers are my own sort of mental barriers that I put up, you know, can I do this? Should yeah. I be doing this? You know, the whole imposter syndrome thing oh, when yeah, good things yeah. happen, you know, do we accept them or do I just sort of like, for example, with the Welsh SME awards, I got mm. invited through an email and I thought it was a, you know, it was just like um, a scam. <laughs> yeah. Spam. So, so, I, so, I, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't accept it and I just deleted it and then they sent it again and I deleted it and I thought, no, no, this can't be happening to me. Why would this be happening to me? And so finally that. they called me and said, look, you know, you're on the list to attend. We really, really like to confirm <laughs> if you're attending. And I think obviously I was in the nomination. So I just sort of went, oh, all right, then I'll come along. I was like, you know, quite surprised. And I thought food is there. So anywhere there's food, I'll be there. So I was like, (laughs) you know, there's going to be some food. This is why I love you, Rifat, is the food. (laughs) I knew we were connected. (laughs) 100% with food on there. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go along for a good meal. And my daughter at the time, she was practicing her beauty. um, You know, she, she wanted to get into makeup, artistry and things like that. Mm. so I thought oh go on just do my makeup it'll be a nice day out and then when I got there and they read my name out I was like I was just so shocked and surprised then you know you go home and you just sort of like did I really do that is that really like me and I think Mm. that you know those soft barriers I think women experience more than men like men Mm. would own it men would say yeah that was down to me and that was you know me putting in my time and effort and that was me getting the right connections and doing all the right things whereas women like as me as me I was just like I wonder who nominated me I wonder like how I got there I wonder Mm -hmm. like you know did they make a mistake you know did they they make a mistake and you just always feel like that I think as a woman um because Mm. you just don't again see enough of it but you know people like yourself and being surrounded by positive women and powerful women really really helps I think so yeah Yeah. I think those are some of the barriers I love that that you you separated between the what you call the hard barriers and the soft barriers Mm -hmm. um it's really interesting and and they kind of both align don't they because if you don't feel good in yourself then how are you going to be confident enough to go out and get that that finance Um, and I just want to highlight that a little bit if that's okay because it's something that I wasn't aware of until recently um, about you know with the 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 finance Um, and aren't you working with alongside or you're an advocate of a company that's allowing that now for women with their religious background to to enable them to access finance do you want to just highlight that a little bit yeah sure Helen so Mm. I work with the Southcard community finance and again this is a meeting that I had with the CEO oh going back about just a chance meeting about three years Mm. ago now and I was talking about my story about modest trends how I started and how I accessed a loan and that was bearing heavy on my moral you know morally yeah. was bearing heavy on me mm. not so much the payments because as an entrepreneur you know I'm going to pay for this some way or another I'm going to make yeah. it work but yeah. you know the moral dilemma we started having a conversation he said looking at developing this woman's entrepreneurship program we want to offer micro loans that are interest free and especially for black Asian minority women and Muslim yes. women yeah. and I got engaged in the program I developed some of the program and, and did a few different things and then I started to deliver and lead on it and now I mentor now the interesting thing is although it was for Muslim women the reality is is that there's a lot of people a lot of women who are in poverty or who do Mm -hmm. want to start their businesses but that fear of the finance and the way it works is what's holding them back Mm 
So we work on a sort of a system, which is you pay back what you can afford and you put it back into the pot and the pot goes to someone else. So it's a very different system than yeah. than what it is. So it's based on Islamic principles. But mm. we have, like, I'm supporting a woman from Tolvine who's doing her uh, microdivision um, business. Yeah. Uh, another woman who's, um, again, not Muslim. It's not about that anymore. It's yeah. just about women who want to access the support and finance in an alternative way. So mm. it's a really interesting business Brilliant. model that they've got. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm huge huge fan of it and a friend and colleague of, of mine Kerry and, and Jane knows Kerry um is also I know a massive supporter of it as well and I think it's a brilliant way as you said you know it's not all about the background of it but it's it's allowing the the, the finance to be made easily accessible and mm. you know I know I've been there and I could not get finance easy you know we were trying to beg steal and borrow from high street banks and yeah. and this is going back Oh gosh, this is going back probably 10 years now. Um, yeah. So I love the fact that, you know, there's people out there are really being advocates for women to yeah. enable them to start their business. So I, yeah, I just thought it was really important to, to highlight that. So thinking about what you've done in the past and what your business is now, what changes have you made to make things better for you now? Um. I think if any if any yeah I think personally I've done a lot of personal development work I think I you know needs to I think you need to fix yourself before you can fix anything else I just I'm a big advocate of that I think that you know you can go on a crusade and be like yeah I'm going to fix the world and we do you know we just want to fix everything you know Um, we're we're super women yeah exactly (laughs) like our cape is never too far away from us um but before you put on your cape I think you need to you know build your own strength and 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 Mm. resilience and all the rest of it so I did a lot of personal development work and I originally started in 2016 and I don't think I was mentally prepared and Mm. so I just buckled under the sort of like pressure from you know everything and especially you know people saying it's not going to work and when you know you open the door you think yeah I'm gonna have like a hundred customers walk in and then you get one and you're like oh I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) And yeah, where's everyone? And you sort of need a certain level of resilience to be able to go through all of that. So I did a lot of personal development work. I surrounded myself by people who could lift me and be positive and, and give me the support I needed again with the heart and the technical, the technical and the, you know, um, softer, you know, barriers and everything. So yeah, yeah, I think those are the changes. And I think I've become more, and I know this sounds strange, but vulnerable, I suppose, Mm. Um, you know, I open up and talk about, some of the barriers and some of the issues I faced I also am more open to conversations about you know um what what I need you know reaching out um rather than it just being you know myself keeping it to myself so yeah I think those are some of the changes I I would say that have helped Mm -hmm. to make things better yeah I think it's so important what you said there about you know you've now become vulnerable we're vulnerable Mm. and talking and talking out there about different things because that's when people can then start to hear what you're saying and go, yeah, that's me too. Oh, I totally get yeah. that. If she can do it, you know, I can do this or there is there is a way forward. And that vulnerability, I think it takes a lot of people a lot of, quite a while to be able yeah. 
kind of talk about their own story and their journey and how they're feeling about something. So I think it is so important that you're putting that out there for other people to actually be able to recognize and go, yeah, that's me. Uh, And you're just looking back over the lot you said, what back from like sort of 2016, you know, you've been doing this. Mm. Looking back over that time, what would you do differently? Oh, this is going to sound <laughs> a strange one, but I actually wouldn't listen to others and trust myself more. Yes. I, yes. You know, the, the reality is, that. yeah, I had so many business ideas, you know, I had this really fantastic, because obviously I don't, I don't drink. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking, where can I chill out? Because, you know, I'm a, a Cardiff born and bred girl. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Cardiff. I'm a bit of a bias towards Cardiff, but uh, <laughs> it's sometimes there's things missing. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, where can I go out and chill out? It would be good if we could all, you know, organize or have this place. And I seen the place on City Road, actually, in Cardiff. And I was like, yeah, it'd be great to have like a dessert parlor there where you could mm-hmm. just go in, you can have a dessert and you can have a coffee and you can just chill with your friends. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think... I mentioned it to a few people a few times and they were just like, why would you do that? No one's going to have ice cream at that time. Of the, you know, no, one, no one's going to eat ice cream apart from in summer. It's never going to work. And now you look across Cardiff and I don't know how many dessert parlors there are and they're all doing Absolutely. really, really well. People can eat dessert and ice cream at any time of the exactly. day. Exactly. It's, it's like a billion dollar industry now. Absolutely. And at the time it was just something which I spoke to people about and everybody was like no I don't think I will and I just didn't trust myself enough so I didn't go for it and then there were other ideas that I came out with and I was just like I tentatively spoke to people about them and they were just like no I don't think it'll work I think it's a really you know it's really not going to happen and so I I didn't do it now I just trust myself and I listen to the data I look at the figures I do the research and I'm just like actually I'm going to follow the research so yeah. yeah, that's that's really what I've done. But trusting myself is something which I'm beginning to do a lot more of. Good. Yeah, fun. and it, take, it can take quite a while before you do that, or you look back over time and go, actually, no, I could have done that. I would have been so. I was so yeah. right at the time. We could have done that. I could have done the ice yeah. cream parlor and the dessert parlor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah but brilliant. we're too. Sometimes I think we're too easily sort of led or put off by what of course we are we are led and put off by what other people say or we're seeing what other people are doing mm. um yeah. yeah but I love that I love that you now trust yourself and yeah. go with your instincts because I think as well you know too many people are put off now and yeah. sort of hold themselves back just because they think oh no not that, that that's no that's not a good idea or somebody says yeah. that's not that's not right but actually yeah it's having that trust in yourself yeah to, yeah. to push forward so it's a good really idea is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so right then, Riff. So I know you love food. Um, <laughs> I know you love coffee. So what else do you do to look after you? Because I know you're busy. You've got so many elements yeah. to your life. But what do you do to really look after you? So I'm a religious person and I'm a spiritual person. And yeah. I've looked at some of the leaders in the world and like, yeah, I think spirituality or religion is something that they they focus on. Mm. For me, I think having the ability to step away from things and have an opportunity to reflect and just quietly be myself in my in myself for a, a while really really helps and yeah. I think it's very easy to not do that but when you follow the religion and mm. in a way I didn't used to fully engage I used to be like yeah yeah I'm a Muslim but I didn't used to fully engage with it yeah. now I feel that I 
uses an opportunity to actually step away from all the chaos Mm, and just take the moment like I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is pray and then you know that's that's your start of the day it gives me time to reflect then I do my yoga or my little pilates or my workout whatever it is I didn't know you did yoga (laughs) yeah not great I'm on YouTube I just follow YouTube videos you know Um, yoga with Cassandra (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's really great so you know I just have that moment and, and I think if you start your day well do well Oh, and absolutely. so, yeah, I, I think that's really important. But spirituality as well is, is important. I think that it's understanding and accepting that some things you can control and some things you can't. So yes, yeah. rubbish will happen to you. Like life will just throw all kinds of curveballs at you. Mm-hmm. And just having the ability to say, okay, okay, that didn't go how I planned. That wasn't what I wanted. But yeah. you know what? I'm going to deal with it because, you know, that that is what it was meant to be. So I think just just having that helps me. I spend time with having fun and surrounding myself with people who can have fun. Like I was just saying to you before, like, you know, you guys are fun and I love being here because it's it's a fun thing to do rather than it just being like, you know, stuffy meetings and and, and talking about, you know, what you have to do. It's not. Yeah that exciting is it yeah that's it and I love meetings don't get me wrong I love being in meetings and talking about but you need to sometimes just go and have that fun so we do crazy things like you know randomly we'll go out for a meal or randomly we'll just you know jump in a car and go somewhere and just Mm -hmm. explore like that 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 when we're there positive people like 100% you've got to surround yourself around positive people they can just enrich you I love diverse you know meeting people from different backgrounds and Mm. different environments and different experiences I think they just enrich me all the time and yeah I just love love all of that so yeah and giving back to others you know the more you give back to others I think the more you feel better about yourself Um, and that could be through information or that could be through charity or whatever it is there's so many ways Mm. and yeah so yeah those are some of the things I think I do to look after myself although yeah. sometimes I don't know if they are just looking after myself or if it's just habits that I've got now but um, do you know what though I always think if the habits make you smile and they bring you joy keep them 100% yeah, yeah 100%. you know absolutely love yeah, that, love that. Good that you can create a habit out of it, which means you'll do it all the time. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people struggle to get into that habit of doing something. So they can't mm. always find the joy. They can't always do the things that, that they would want to be doing because they've not made a habit out of it. So I think it's great yeah. that you've made a habit out of it because yeah. it means it'll happen all the time then. Absolutely. So true. So true. So that's great that you have all this sort of stuff that makes you look after you and it brings you joy and, and so sort of the people you surround yourself with. So Along with looking back at look or just looking at all your sort of busyness you have between your teaching, between the business, what what direction are you heading in at the moment? Um, so I think self-reflection is really important. And I think you are right. Being busy doesn't mean being effective. It doesn't mean being productive. And I think there is sometimes, as women especially, we love juggling balls. We just, you know, we, we, we're masters at it. Oh, and I think we love it. Or do we just have to do it? This is what I mean. Well, from what I've yeah, I have it. Yeah, I think what I've seen of women, the minute they put one ball down, they'll just pick up another one in a different guise. Like it will just be straight away. They just can't help themselves. I think. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know, like I always say to my male um, family entrepreneurs, I'm like, you guys run your businesses and you run your businesses. 
and that is it and that is it and that is it like you know that is their focus that is their energy that is their effort that is what they Mm -hmm. think about all day every day like we run business and then we got family and we got you know school runs and we got like uh, maybe elderly parents and we've got like the community giving and 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 the washing and the cleaning the house and and everything else that we got to do and it gets to a point where you're just sort of like hold on a minute what what really matters here so I was doing the business tutoring and I stopped that because it was just taking up too much of my time and I was thinking look this isn't working for me um I now am focusing on my business and I want to grow my business I want to really grow it develop it I want to employ more people I want to really get it to reach its full potential because I think it's just scratched the surface because I hit lockdown you know 2019 I launched and then lockdown happened so for two years I feel like it was just a big setback so Mm. I'm just exploring ideas on how I'm going to do that and reaching out to people who can help me with that and just helping to continue with the things I love so giving back as I said to the women helping other women and just being more visible and vocal about you know black and Asian minority women in business and that's my direction at the moment and absolutely I completely agree um if you're just scratching the surface of your business we met god probably probably coming up to a year ago now and we had these conversations and you were doing other things at the time and we spoke then about how how you can definitely grow and I can see it being much bigger and as you want it to be, but much bigger than it is. So that's um, that's really exciting that you've decided to to focus on that now. So that's brilliant. Fun, yeah, it was. It was over coffee. All good it things was, happen yeah. over coffee. They always do. <laughs> they always do. Over coffee. Um, so what's your top tip then um, for anyone that's starting out, thinking about being an entrepreneur? My key advice to all the women I speak to and actually everyone I speak to because I you know I say I primarily do support women but there are men that come through as well and I support yeah. them um I start small but think big Love you know that. just start something small you don't have to quit your job and start going crazy and getting loads of finance and you don't need to do anything like that you just start really small just plant the seed and mm-hmm. then just remember that it can become an oak tree and it's just oh, going to, sh- you know, oh, so, so lovely. <laughs> so, yeah, just yeah. start small, think big. I just, I always say that to them. I always say just, you know, don't underestimate. Because I started small. I came with like 12 buyers from Dubai on a holiday. And I yeah. didn't know what I was going to do with them, how I was going to sell them. We sold out, <laughs> ordered another 50, then ordered another 100, then opened a shop. You know, it's just, where do you go? You know, you just... yeah it's hard work you've got to put the hard yeah. work in but yeah just start small love excellent that. love that oh we're, we're all going to be growing up trees now after I this i know yeah 100 yeah i also love the fact riff that you uh, you actually went to that event based on the fact there'd be good food there it's like sounds great <laughs> this is it always have fun always think always. about an element about oh. what's going on whatever it is even if it's like no matter how like dire a situation it is and you think oh I don't really want to go I don't want to do this always think of the positive that's going to come out of it and but that at that moment it was good food oh, and me not, to cook, <laughs> me not having to cook for that that's day thing, isn't it what benefit what is going to benefit me 100 percent what's yeah, in it for me <laughs> tonight thank you i'm going to eat the food that's there yeah um, 
so I was that really brings, good as well. <laughs> well, that brings us on to our last question, which is a very important one. We've always liked to know uh, with all our guests is what's your favourite cake? What's my favourite cake? Yeah. yeah. Favourite cake? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I love walnut cake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Co- coffee and, and walnut, or just walnut? Oh, coffee and walnut, okay. or just walnut. But anything ooh. which has got a little bit of more texture and a little bit yeah. more of an interesting vibe in it is always ooh. good. Because you just, you that. know, cake with an interesting vibe in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just say, like, you know, who wants a boring cake? Let's get yeah. an interesting vibe in it. <laughs> yeah. Just got walnuts. Um, and if it's got if somebody surprised me, and it's got coffee frosting on it or something oh. I'm not going to say no to that I'm just going to oh, be like yeah give me okay. like a half of it yeah <laughs> it's funny actually one of our guests mentioned about coffee and walnut cake recently and I said oh I like to choose that because my husband doesn't like coffee so he never has it right listen to this we went away um last week no last week, week before and I was like right I'm gonna order there was a lovely looking coffee and walnut cake yeah. He bloody ate half of it. <laughs> he's, he's converted. He doesn't even like coffee, so it's not too bad in a cake. I was fuming. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. You have to it's find like, another thing he doesn't like now for you to I have. I know, yeah. I know. There's not coconut is the other thing he's not a big fan of, so I'm gonna maybe go to a whole coconut cake now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love coconut. Love coconut. Don't need to click don't need to with me, um Helen. Oh, because you, okay. we will we'll be fighting over we'll it. Have, um, <laughs> We'll get a coffee and walnut cake and a coconut cake when I have half each. Yeah. Well, I don't like either of those. You're so safe. What do you like, Jane? Which one do you like? Which which I one is your lem- favourite? Lemon drizzle. I'm oh, I love lemon drizzle as well. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, you stick to your walnut cake. I'm not going to with you. Fine. I feel like anything that's got cake in it, it will it just, just be it will just yeah. be devoured. You know, Absolutely. it's not. Absolutely. I feel like I'm, I'm not Absolutely. precious on that. Oh, no. fab, fab, oh, brilliant. Oh, Riff, it's been really, really lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for giving up your time to speak to Stone, and I'm mm. sure um, our audience will be. Um, you know excited and taken a lot of what you've said so thank you thank you if people are interested in getting in touch with you what's the best way to do that so LinkedIn is probably the best way I'm just yeah. Rifat Qureshi on LinkedIn um, I just try and stay off social media um, otherwise because I find that it does drain my time a lot yeah. so yeah. Um, LinkedIn is somewhere where I hang out a lot um, and yeah I, I you found me through LinkedIn right yeah, <laughs> and then we just yeah, found each other yeah. Um, so yeah brilliant okay that's great wonderful thank you again so much yes, thank and, you um, have a wonderful day Thank you, and you too. Take care. Thanks for having me. We end every episode with a top tip for you. And today's top tip is, remember you are enough and capable of anything. And our leaving message to you is always, remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review.